0: Together for the the whole time. Joe obviously has just joined recently, but Jason, can you believe it's been 50 episodes?
1: It's been a year already, if not more than that. No, it's crazy. Um, it, didn't it think is crazy. we get this far, this this quickly, but it is crazy. Absolutely not,
2: Joe. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm happy to be in the last seven of these, or I don't know how many I've done five, six, something like that. But uh congratulations on the big five zero. Uh, you guys aren't the only one having a birthday today. I believe Jimmy Hayes is as well. Oh, sweet. But
0: before we get into that, the the show, I just want to say today's show is sponsored by Blue Apron. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients and building a community of home of home chefs. Uh, This Blue Apron's been great to me. Hopefully it's been good to you guys. Also, you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash Bruins Beat. You will love how good it feels and tastes. to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash Bruins Beat. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. And I don't know about you guys, I was never really a big cooker until I got these Blue Apron meals, and boy, oh boy, it's been a treat to have
2: these. Oh, I, ju- I just have the steak tonight. My wife made the steak, we did the chicken, good stuff.
1: I'm cooking the uh, Bear Monday tomorrow.
2: Oh, there you go. I am
0: actually excited to try that too, Jason. I haven't tried that. I think I'm gonna make that tomorrow also. But, I've never I mean, tried yeah.
1: Seabass period, so it's gonna be an awesome experience.
0: Yeah, I mean these meals are great if you have time, I like I would highly suggest looking at it. And besides who wouldn't like free food? And if you like it, who knows, maybe you can get it you can get it more often instead of going to the grocery store every night. But um usually we start off the show with, you know, some very very happy news or Bad news, depending on how the Bruins' played this week. But I thought this week um, would be an opportunity to start today's show by uh, wishing the best. Wishing the best for our former Bruin Craig Cunningham. For those of you that I don't, I don't. For those of you that um, haven't heard or haven't been paying attention, Craig Cunningham had a heart attack and collapsed on the ice during the AHL game. And uh, I think he plays for the uh, Phoenix Coyotes a- AHL team.
2: And, yeah, runners.
0: Yeah. Yes, they, they collapsed on the ice. Yeah, you know, at least. They say he's in critical condition. I mean, I'm just hoping Craig Cunningham the best. Uh, I mean, he was never a heart and soul of the, the Bruins team, but every time he went out there, he he worked hard. He seemed like a, ni- a nice, a nice kid. He was a nice player, and uh, that was one of the players like uh, you know, put on waivers to have to be sent back down to Providence, and they other another team picked him up because, I mean, Cheryl doesn't surely doesn't know what he's doing, but that's besides the point. But I'm wishing Craig Cunningham and his family the best, and uh, hoping it all works out for a speedy recovery.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I just saw an article that Bob McKenzie put up from TSN. Uh, so Craig Cunningham's is only 26. I guess 20 years ago, he lost his dad in a car accident. So uh, his mother's gone through a lot, but yeah, definitely let's hope the best for CeCe and he gets better.
1: Yeah, same here. It's rough to hear for our, one of our former Bruins players, but we're definitely hoping he gets better, and that's about the most we can say. Just we keep him in our thoughts.
0: Absolutely. It's definitely a scary situation when it happens. You never like to see someone collapse on the ice. So, all the best to Craig, but um, the uh, the Bruins coming off a nice uh, home victory and, guys, I don't know, I don't want to jinx it, but it seems they might have turned a corner a little bit at home ice. You know, they're starting to win on home ice a little bit more than they did last year, it seems. I mean, starting to come together, hopefully, at
2: home for this team. I mean, they're 6-3 this month. Which is a far cry from what they were doing last month. So, uh, yeah, they're playing at home with some consistency, which is nice. Um, I know we'll get into this later, but the, you know the last minute breakdowns I could do without. But uh, you know that guy who plays net we're number 40, he's doing pretty well yet again. We'll get into it every time, Mike, every week. I, I had a guy yet again tweet me, "Who do they play?" He didn't play anybody challenging. I don't know that just the um, leading score on the you know goal score in the NHLs on the team. I, I don't know. Yeah,
0: you know, on the on the Jets, so. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Tuca's also been playing well there. Bruins are eight and three in the last eleven games, guys. I saw this today when I was doing some power ranking. I, I saw some power ranking article and I read it. And the Bruins were ranked seventh in the whole NHL. Whoa. Eight, eight and three in the last eleven games. Bruins oh, are hot right now. Tuka Rask is playing well.
2: Uh
0: Whoa. they're playing well right now, Joe. They're in the I'm playoff spot too. Seventh. Uh, seventh. Yeah, they're in the top three in the division. Uh, that, right was, that was from TSN, too. TSN power rankings, and those guys usually oh. know what they're talking about. If I yeah. might
1: point if I might point this out, I don't know how much you guys are paying attention to us, but we've been saying for a while that a, our biggest fear is that Bruins defense. But I do have to say, it seems like the defense is turning a corner, too, because besides that New York Rangers game, they really haven't given up more than one or two goals, with the exception of the Montreal game and the Tampa Bay Lightning game, in the met in November.
0: You know what, Jason? That's a good point. I, I mean, Everyone talks about Rask, and uh, and rightfully so, Joe. I mean, me and you have been talking and defending Rask on this show for weeks now, and he deserves every bit of praise he's been getting because he's been playing great. But the Bruins' defense has stepped up, and it's a very good point by you, Jason. I mean, the past two games, they've you know they lost to Minnesota, but they lost one nothing. You know, they beat Winnipeg; it was four to one. Their defense limited Winnipeg to like two two even strength shots in like the second period or something in that game. It was ridiculous how good the Bruins' defense was playing, and Rask was playing. I mean, if you Bruins want to discuss
1: that Minnesota lost, that goal that was given up was pretty much a fluke goal. So that was a hard battle between two really good teams, which was good to see for the part of the Bruins anyway.
0: No, absolutely. That's why I'm saying. I think the Bruins' defense deserves a ton of credit. They're playing really, really well, and so is Tuca. And if I know, it's people, I know everyone's going to say, well, they haven't really put anyone. I understand that, but. So the Bruins don't make the schedule. They can only play the teams that are on their schedule so far. Agreed. What, do you, what, what do you want them to do? Be like, no, we, we don't want to play Winnipeg tonight. We'd rather play the Blackhawks instead. No, that's how the schedule works. That's what they can't play. I mean, I already played the Rangers twice. They played Minnesota twice. Both those teams were in the playoffs last year. So they're not playing. So, yes, I understand that they're not playing like. They also played Montreal twice. And, yes, they lost to Montreal twice. But they're they've played plenty of playoff teams. So enough about them. Not be, not playing anyone. They're playing good teams. Winnipeg is a solid team. No, they're not the best team. But Minnesota's a really solid team. They are in the playoffs the past, like, four years. Took Chicago to the the brink. I mean, they ended up losing in, like, six games. But, I mean, it's a hard-fought series against Chicago, which is no shame in that. I mean, in I mean Minnesota's, goaltender
1: is, Minnesota's goaltender is no fool. Devin Dubnik has played well against the Bruins this year.
0: Yeah, he has. And he's played well, For I Charles think, he played well against almost everyone. So there's no shame in losing a one nothing hard-fought battle to to Minnesota. And everyone will be like, oh, well, Ras can't win the big one. No,
1: that that one-nothing. that game did not frustrate me. You're talking about a one nothing game off a fluke goal, and the name Adam McQuaid comes to mind. But it's one goal. I'm not going to rip the Bruins apart. They, the offense could have stepped up, too. It was just exactly. a, one of those hard-fought games.
0: You can't win a game 0-0. I don't know how that's the goaltender's fault that – he gave up one goal and the team loses. That's like a, it's like a pitcher, for example, pitching. An, a complete game, giving up one run, and you blaming the pitcher. It, that's, I'm sorry, you can't do that. It doesn't work. The, he, the goalie, did his job, played a
2: 60 minute game and gave up one goal. That's not Rash's you know, fault. You, you, you know, you guys are from the Boston area. People just want to find a reason to pitching and complain. That's it. That's it. And they don't want to give a guy credit. Who they don't like, you know, Tuca, which he hasn't done anything, That you know, he's just been completely elite. What's he, eleven and two? Yes against under a one and a half, I think. I mean, I don't know what else you want from somebody. Hey, I mean, yeah, and the the,
0: the Bruins
1: I want zero goals up. I, I want zero goals every single game and I'm not gonna be happy yeah, to look at that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> I got I got I get on you know, Joe. I'm I'm very impressed with Tuca Rast so far this season. You know, it's uh it's he, he's he's playing with fire and that's that seems to be working for the Bruins because the Bruins, you know, they they're getting better as the season's going going along, and this is kind of along the lines of what I was going to predict anyway.
2: You you know, it's funny he's not even healthy. <laughs> I, yeah, but he's see, playing. like, and it's funny
0: too, Joe. He has that like one bad game against the Rangers where he lets in a few goals, and everyone's like, see, 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 that's the only game he's like lost all season. He lost that game and he lost a one nothing game. He he's he, all eleven wins After. from grass. All eleven wins are from Rask. Mike, who just don't want to be happy, Mike. No, so they don't. I guess. Yeah, nice I I, got, I guess the. I guess Rask success is is
2: bad. Like you don't. Want I'm to gonna say I'm pleasantly game.
1: surprised with the way the Bruins have played, but I'm happy with the way they have played. I'm gonna place it. I'm. Uh, I'm.
2: I, I'm kind of after the way they started this year. I, well, I'm kind of shocked that they're doing this well, to be honest with you. But. Um, like I said, you know, I, I think is a big reason why they're, the, you know, where they're at right now because they haven't been scoring a whole bunch. I mean, they did get four goals this last game, but they've been kind of, you know, the offense is kind of taking a little bit of a backseat to because the defense is actually shaping up a little bit. Um, I think Adam McQuaid, that game, you know, when they lost, it won nothing against him. It do look like he got shot by a sniper, and then he, it took him longer to get up than it took Gregory Campbell when Gregory Campbell broke his leg against Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely frustrating by McQuaid. Oh. Beyond,
0: It was I, definitely I, frustrating, but I'm I'm thrilled with how the season's gone so far. Remember the ap- the first episode when they, I mean, not, not the first episode, when they lost to Minnesota in, in the Rangers in back-to-back games and gave oh, off like, so many goals, and and Joe, you and I were talking about how it was, like, the season was over, that the Bruins could be one of the worst teams in the league.
2: Oh, I thought so. I
0: thought yeah, and look oh, at them, gone. and, 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 and hey, hey, people, look at, we're not afraid to admit that we were wrong. Yep. Something that, you know, is what happens in sports. You get proven wrong sometimes. But no, I'm thrilled. I am stunned that they're they're out where they are. They're third in the division in with what, twenty games in or so? It's unbelievable. Who no one would have thought this. Everyone well, Yeah. The people that said they thought the Bruins were gonna do well this year are line. Lying. lying. they the, the one thing the one thing I am a little bit concerned about with this Bruins team is yet another injury to a key player. Ugh. And you know, you look at it right, and it's they're out in they uh, they're, they're out playing in Colorado. The next day, obviously, you know they're practicing. They say Paschnik's not out there, and neither is Zonic. You go, okay, like hopefully everything's all right. Claude Julien just says maintenance day, so you go, oh maintenance day. They probably just you know give him give him a day off to do whatever. Right. Then he's not out there again the next day, and then all of a sudden Claude Julien says he's not playing against Minnesota.
2: Well, he he was serving Turkey during the Bruins, uh, you know, community event they had. So he, he was serving with his upper body. So I think he might be getting better because he's lifting up drumsticks. So well, better hope so because
0: he's been his best player all season long. And I hate I when know. this happens and they always say, "Oh, it's a minor injury; he'll be back soon." And all of a sudden, like five or five, six, seven games start going by and he's not playing yet.
2: How, how many games has he missed? The two, two this stint and what four before? He got yes. suspended. How I many did he got, oh, got suspended? Yeah. For
0: two. He got suspended for 2 and he, he's missed 2 already. So he's already missed 4 games, four. yeah.
2: So 4 out of the 18 game uh the 4 out of the 18 games and he still has 10 goals. So that's pretty still pretty impressive. It's definitely <laughs> impressive, but I'm just
0: hoping it's not as serious and I hope it's actually day-to-day like like they're saying because he's been a difference maker for this team this year and I think that's why kind of the last two games. I mean, even though they kind of scored a decent amount against Winnipeg. I mean, I think could have used against Minnesota, one nothing game, and you tell me Pasternak can't make a difference in that? I think he could have. So I'm hoping it's just not a long-term thing.
2: No, I well, I think, hopefully, we, I thought we would hear something of what's going on. So I haven't heard that he may not play tomorrow night, so I haven't heard he will either. So let's let's hope he does. I mean, against St. Louis tomorrow night, sorry.
0: Yeah, St. Louis is going to be a tough team. We'll talk about that in a, in a little bit. But, I mean, these injuries are just killing the Bruins. You know, he had... Backus out. You had Krejci coming back from surgery. Crew coming back from surgery. Rask got hurt. Bergeron got hurt. You I mean, these are big-name players for the Bruins. Backus got surgery. But, I don't know if I just said him. They, they just need to get healthy. And it's frustrating that they really haven't been healthy. is still out. I mean, there's just a lot of pe- players that you could look at and say, imagine if this team was fully healthy. You think they would be doing a little bit better? I don't
1: know yeah, about. that's what you got to think about. And, Joe, I'm going to build off of this because I was just going to say something. As... Pastenak goes down. David Krejci starting to play a lot better, which means David Krejci starting to come around. I've noticed another little bit of a change in Tori Krug, you know. So if we can get David Pasternak back, it's only a wonder what the Bruins can be like at full strength, especially when Vitrana comes back from surgery.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point, Jason. Krejci has been a lot more noticeable lately, and I think obviously when you have a major surgery like he got hip surgery, people just don't understand that it's going to take him a little bit to get to get back into the flow of things. And it's like the same thing with Tory crew. And I think now that's 18 games in, they're starting to come around a little bit more because, you know, they're, they're playing. I think they're a little, they're healed up a lot, obviously a lot more. They get the best treatment in the, in the world. So right. it's, it's very good to see. And I think what also helps Crazy is that now Backus is back full time. I mean, Craigie didn't have Back Craigie was tra- trading line mates like every night because of injuries and who was being scratched and who was playing well. It was crazy.
2: He needs, consi- he needs consistent wingers, Krejci, for sure. He needs a line that's going to stick together for a bit.
0: Yeah, and I think now Baggins is that. And I saw I read an article earlier about, um, you know, putting Spooner on the third line and putting Bolesky there with Baggins and Krejci, which I'm all for because Matt Bolesky has been finding his stride too. And I think he needed that, you know, benching in, to watch the game up on the, the ninth floor because ever since then, he's been really, really good.
2: Also, the removal of the anchor called Jimmy Hayes on that
1: line. (laughs) And if I could point something out, because something else also has emerged, as Brandon Carlo started emerging, you know what what's happening on defense is the fact that Brandon Carlo is making either Adam McQuaid or Kevin Miller look very expendable, and I wouldn't be shocked if a trade happens by February so that one of those two players goes.
0: I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either because you know they already they have they have abundance. Of those players. I mean, I think that Carlo, McQuaid, and Miller are very similar type defensemen, and you don't need three of those. You don't. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say Carlo's not good, because I think Carlo's been great, so I'm not trying to compare him skill wise to McQuaid and and Miller. five times better than what McQuaid and Miller are right now. I understand that, but he plays a similar type of role, is what I'm saying. Like, yes. The the shutdown defenseman type player, uh, you know, tough. Physical stuff. That's what I meant by. I didn't mean he's not good because I think Carlo's No, I guess I get
1: what you're saying completely, Mike and you know, this. Although Carlos got that similarity and skill, Carlos is much younger with a lower salary, so it makes McQuaid and Miller both expendable.
0: All for that. All for getting rid of one of them, and I know Joe feels the same way. But another thing I want to point out quickly too is that um, Patrice Bergeron, uh, obviously, you know, got dinged up in the World Cup of Hockey. Played well there. And I know he scored on Saturday, but Bergeron's not really been Bergeron this season. And I think he's playing injured, so I'm not sitting here saying I'm worried about Bergeron or, you know, tear the house down, like blah, 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 blah. I know what Bergeron can do. Everyone knows what Bergeron can do. I'm just saying it's it's alarming to see that one of your best players, and obviously that's why you, I don't think you, the Bruins have been scoring as much recently. Your best player hasn't been your best player. And everyone will be the first play, first person to be like, <laughs> When Krejci starts doing that, everyone will be like, "Well, Krejci hasn't scored in so many amount of games. Krejci does nothing out there." You just got to be fair and point out that Bergeron hasn't been playing that well either.
2: Yeah, yeah, he gets a little more leeway because he is perfect. But yeah, yeah, he's he's banged up. I mean, uh, that whole line, well, Marshall really, what he got his first goal the other night in a while. So that whole first line's kind of been kind of uh, had a little bit of a rut. So I'm not worried about it. I think they'll come around. The, the nice thing about it, Mike and Jason, is like just as we're talking about, no one's scoring, but they're winning. So that tells you that their defense, as we said, is tightening up, and then that uh, finish guy is pretty good.
0: That's actually a great point, Joe. The, their best players haven't been their best players, and they haven't been scoring that much, and they're still winning. So who gets the credit for that? Oh, I'm gee. just I'm, I'm going to say the I'm going to say Tukarash gets the number one star. He's has been the yeah. Bruins' MVP this season. Absolutely, there's no question about it. It's been two grasses in the MVP. But I'm also, but Jason, you made a good point. The defense is improving, and it is playing well. And I want to ask you guys, do you think it's because Bruce Cassidy is back there?
2: Can't It can't hurt. I don't think it hurts at all. I mean, uh, we all thought he, I thought he was the heir apparent. To, I thought Clausen get fired, but I think maybe the uh, coaching staff is doing a little bit better. I mean, great, uh, the new coaches, brand their power play still is abysmal, and is terrible. But, uh,
1: when you hasn't know, it been it under me. Claude Julian Joe? What's that? When hasn't their power play been terrible under Claude Julian? Oh, something to
0: think about. Last year, man. Last yeah, year, last judge. year their power play was on, was lights out. But one I, year,
1: I, but one year out of like eight.
2: Oh no, no doubt about it. But last year it was just it was almost unworldly that you couldn't you almost couldn't believe it. That's how good it was last year. So, but the thing is they they change coaches and the power play goes to crap. But you know, so I don't know if that has any kind of. Uh, connection at all but that's more uh, panned
1: awful than it is Cassidy
2: oh well then that's fine too uh it was good to see Joe Morrow get in the lineup I'd like to see a little bit more of him I didn't say he, he did great but I want to just see what he can do I think he's uh, played pretty well when he's got in there though yeah yeah I mean I, I think they need to get that consistent top six I mean Kevin Miller if he doesn't break the lineup I'm okay with it either Miller I guess Colin I was a big advocate of Colin Miller last year it was always like they're playing the, the wrong Miller but he's not he's been struggling this year um uh, Krug is playing better. McQuaid, I still think he sucks. I, I just that, like when he fell in the crease behind Tuka and knocked the puck in, I was just like, oh, "You got to be kidding me, man!" You,
0: yeah, you, you got to be kidding me. But I mean, Krug was coming around. Chara and Carlo obviously have been great. Tuca Ross has been great. I mean, there's a lot to be excited about with this Bruins team going forward. And at the beginning of the year, if you told me on by Thanksgiving time that the the, the Bruins would be eleven and what are they, eleven and seven? Oh, third in the third in the division, um, Bergeron hasn't really scored yet, and they'd be in the I, playoff spot. I'd be like, sign me up.
2: Pasternak's been out four
0: games. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be like, sign me up, especially with their injury, tra- injury, in, excuse me, the injury problems that they've had at the beginning of this season. I mean, if you're if you're a Bruins fan and you're watching this team, you gotta be thrilled about what you see. You ask, like you said, you ask for young guys to step up. You have Pasternak playing well when he's been in there, and Carlo. And I think even Austin Zarnik's playing well. You, you're looking for a bounce-back year from Tuca, exactly what you're getting. And Chara, too. Chara, too. That was a list of things that you needed to happen in order for this team to make the playoffs.
2: And as of right now, they are well on their way to do that. I mean, I, I think they've been a complete uh, – turned it around completely. Uh, the two guys that everybody's been crapping on the last year and a half has been uh, Chara and Tuca, and they both have stepped up greatly uh char is not 2011 char by any stretch of the imagination but i think he's close to the 2013 char where he was losing about a step rather than four steps like he did last year um so i I like what he's doing carlo awesome surprise you know thank god uh we have him and not dougie hamilton oh my god he's already trying to get him out of calgary um like i said mike very sad we want to trade um and then uh you know, I just, I just the young kids, like we all said, the fourth line's playing good, third line's playing great, second line, um, he's you know playing he's playing pretty good too, and the, then you know Berge's line struggling a little bit, but it's good to see the other lines picking up picking it up for him, because that first line was carrying the team. So, you know, if they if they could just keep it um, together defensively and Tuca be Tuca, then they should definitely be was talking seventh or eighth seat, uh, maybe even sixth if they can you know, keep the goals down.
0: Yep, absolutely. And also, another quick uh, injury update also is Antonio Dobin seems to be making, oh. making a comeback to the Bruins. And if um, if you've been paying if – you, if, you, if you saw on Twitter, actually, I saw it on Twitter, it was – he didn't do good down in Providence in that one start oh, he bad. got. They sent him down there, obviously, to get, you know, a start in before he gets called up to the big club. And I, I'm not trying to, you know, say one start's going to define him, but – I mean, he played that one game in Toronto. It didn't look too good. Then he gets hurt, and now he gets plays in Providence and gets lit up for four goals on 34 shots. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he went into a shootout and he stopped all those shootout moves. Whippy. I don't care about that. He gave up four goals in Providence. That's... that. You sh- if you gonna want to be an NHL goalie, you shouldn't be doing that. I'm sorry. And I hate to be crucial. and try, I'm not trying to knock the AHL. Obviously, they're great players down there, but... I mean, I was just hoping for something a little bit better than that.
2: Oh, he's not – He's uh, my old thing with him is, like, uh, he's not – he doesn't look like he's got his, uh, his mojo back, so let him stay down and keep McIntyre up. I would rather that, too. I mean, We you, you talked about this last week, Joe. I, why not see more from McIntyre?
0: He's played two games in both games he's played in. I thought he played really well.
2: Yeah, agreed. I mean, Good I guess
0: – I mean, I guess they just sent him down to – I mean, they going to send him down just to be the starter in Providence to – give him more starts, I understand that, but I mean, I think he's already capable of being a backup goalie in the NHL.
2: You think, Jason?
1: I agree, he's already ready to be a backup goalie in the NHL. I think Hudobin not signing might have been a mistake, but I want to see what Hudobin can be when he gets healthy. He has shown signs of showing a lot of talent, so who knows? It's uh, Yeah,
0: in, year, in years past, not this year, yeah. this year he hasn't shown anything.
1: This year he hasn't shown anything, and the years past with the Bruins, he's shown talent, which is what you'd bank on, but if the Bruins are really trying to play the uh, go younger card, then at this point they should stick with it.
2: Well, yeah, they know, should. I, I completely agree. I mean, I, what I really like this year is they're playing good. They got a lot of young kids in here. Just say for whatever goes on. They play these young kids, and they miss the playoffs by a couple of games. As I, I we talked about before, these guys are getting playing time, just as you know, Jason said, too. This uh, young core is starting to build a little bit, which they need to, because there's going to be turnover eventually. And they don't want to be left out there in a complete desolate wasteland. So, but let's just let the I just ride out the young kids and let's see where it goes.
0: It also depends on I think how they miss the playoffs. Like the past two years, they choked away. If they yeah. if they if they're battling down the stretch, you know, like bat, like like you said, battling down the stretch, they they lose a tough game like three to two or something that knocks them out of the playoffs. I won't be that mad, and I'll be happy because I didn't expect them to even be competing like this this year. So I'm happy
2: with that. Uh, how Someone do you develop? Sorry, Joe, what'd you say? Someone in the chat said they missed uh, Gustafson. I don't think he was that good. I don't miss <laughs> Gustafson. The best backup goalie they had was Chad Johnson. True. That is scary. True.
0: I mean, that's just the reality of it. He's the only one that's actually, you know, consistently got a starting job somewhere else in the NHL.
1: He's kicked gold. Boston's butt, too, every time you played against him.
2: Oh I, would, God, I yeah. wouldn't say that. Isles. No, he did. He beat him. I think every time he's played.
1: He's them. beating us. He's beating us almost every time he's played us. Like That
2: with the Isles, right? I don't know who he's with now. Yeah, he I, I, now? he's, he's in Buffalo it. now. Yeah,
0: I was blanking on the team. I thought it was Buffalo, but I wasn't sure. But I mean, I would just keep McIntyre up, and, and that's why I think the Hudobas signing for two years was a little bit extreme because you got to know what you have in your own system, and I mean that just is that's a knock on Subban, if anything. At the oh of, well, Don't
2: bring him up. He, he got he got what? He got killed
0: again, didn't he? He's yeah. I, it's I've come to the realization on Subban that he's never gonna be oh what, what the Bruins want him to be. Mike, I was
2: there last year, dude. <laughs> I was
0: well. I, I mean, <laughs> last year was his first start. I mean, I gave him a benefit of the doubt, but watching him this season and this year, oh, no, nothing. Sorry.
1: The Boston he's, Bruins organization has had several opportunities to trade him, and they. Botched oh, it on him okay. completely. Completely botched okay. it. Get rid of wasted talent when you can. They didn't do it. Well,
0: so that, you know, yeah, now it's now it's too late. No one's gonna take him for anything. Meaningful. I wouldn't want him. Oh no, no way. No
2: one wants him. Well, I it,
0: think... someone, someone would probably take him, but it's not gonna be for like a player that you could have gotten for him that was actually good. Now you're already, now you're probably gonna get him for like what a sixth round draft pick, which is which those are hit or miss anyways. You could have actually may, traded him for something valuable. They may leave him on protected. Who knows? He probably will be unprotected, to be honest. Um,
2: yeah, I, I, he bring he's he's got nothing. I mean, he bring he's just a waste of a roster spot right now. He he, I think Mike, had a little conspiracy theory before that they draft him because of PK. I mean, I really do. I, I do too. Just...
0: And I I I, will, I I just don't know how you can say
2: that that's not the case now. Oh, that was just God. Shirelli's just laughing too, and he's got a good team in Edmonton laughing bastard. Ah, just so bad. To, well, it helps was, when you it
0: helps when you inherit a team that has you know first round overall pick for the past like seven years. years. I was gonna
1: bring up this point earlier. I don't know if I can still do it, but we were talking about you know the Bruins' young players and how they and how they could make it to the playoffs. And the one thing that I'm noticing in the NHL is the fact that the teams that have won the Cup in the past have a great implement of their young youth and they're not afraid to play it. And the Penguins are a great example of that from last year, which is I would why the say Bruins. Chicago. Chicago as well, and that's the model that the Bruins should be trying to follow. You shouldn't be sticking to these old players that you're paying four million just try to try to prove a point. Be okay with sucking up, saying okay, we were wrong. Take let the young kids play. They won't do the that. The young,
2: Jason.
1: the young kids bring fire. They will not go down without a lot of fight, and that's what the Bruins need. That's what's been impressive about the Bruins this year. It's what it's what's made them fun to watch.
0: No, I, well, I also I think ba- I also think Backus. Backus is a oh, huge part of that. I mean, I just don't know how you can say that he's not because I mean, you can't say he's not.
1: Backus' no, is No,
0: I, I understand. I understand what you're saying, Jason. The young guys—they don't know any better. So they want to stay up here, they want a job. So they're going to compete their their tails off and continue working until the game's over. They're not going to stop. But I just think Backus' leadership skills and accountability is just the Bruins missed that. With you know when Sean Thornton left in, you know Chris Kelly got hurt. Even though as much as I hate Chris Kelly on the ice, he was one of the vocal leaders. The Ferences the Boy Chucks. They never, yep. Obviously, Bergeron and Chara are leaders, but not in the sense of vocal leaders. They needed a vocal guy, and that's what Bacchus is. And that's what I say, saying. look at the
1: Pittsburgh Penguins and the Chicago Blackhawks as, as an example. You know, you have now with the Bruins, David Bacchus, Daniel Chara, Patrice Bergeron, those kinds of players, and they have that ability to lead. But you have a great influence in, of youth, including what's in the farm system, to build the standing with the Penguins the standing with the Blackhawks. That's what the Bruins need to focus on.
0: Well, and I think but they're what, doing a good
1: job of it. they are. Things, it's, 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 it's what's nice to see. But you hope they stick with
2: it. But what they need, guys, I think, you know, if you want to segue to this, is that they need that mental toughness. Like in the first minute, you know, first and last uh, minute of periods and games, Montreal and Minnesota, they both gapped in the last minute of yes, the game.
0: Yes, Joe, I meant to bring this up earlier. That's actually yeah. a great point. And they're costing themselves points. I mean, if they you are a- in overtime, you lose in overtime, whatever. But those are two points. That you could have had with but our team scores with under a minute left. That's unacceptable.
2: Well, look at it now. I mean, they missed the playoffs by what one or two points two years in a row. So that just tells you how important these these extra crap points, as people call it. You know, which I, I'm not a big fan of the show. I like. I'd rather go with a tie. But these they have to get to OT. I mean, you can't 45. This team is, since I think Claude's been coach has always had difficulty in the first and last minute periods and games. It's just they have they just. Mental farts just constantly, and it. Oh yeah, it.
0: and it's it, they can't have that anymore. You can't you can't cost yourself like you said, Joe. You can't cost yourself points now, for in the future because you're going to be looking at it say come March and say, oh, those two games that we blew with a minute to go and didn't get a point out of it
2: really hurts us. Well, they, they get they're they to
0: stop. And they don't happens.
2: have enough. Yeah, they don't have enough talent. The margin of error is very small because they got a lot young kids and all this stuff. Very small margin of error, and they cannot afford to just give these points away. So he gave they gave two points away, if you think about it. Two points, at least. It could have been four. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I, to be honest, I don't think they
0: would have beaten Montreal in overtime or a shootout. But besides the point, that's at least two points, like you said, that everyone's Bruins could be having right now. And if they had those two points, instead of sitting uh, in third in the division, they'd be in second. And I know it doesn't seem like much because they're still in the playoffs, but it does mean it. It does mean it. It means everything. Because like you said, the past few years, they've missed the playoffs by a point.
2: But you got to keep in mind, you know, if they did go to OT or shootout, they do have the, o- uh, the shootout specialist, Jimmy Hayes. We're going to get to him later. You let me know when we go off on him again because I need to. If you want to go, go ahead.
0: I'll uh, to go right now. I mean, birthday, Joe. Day.
2: Well, you know, happy birthday, Jimmy Hayes. Uh, thank you for uh, bringing uh, your, your gifted game to us. And uh, I hope you received uh, plenty of gifts, including uh, shooting skills, fighting skills, passing skills. And body checking skills because you have none of them. So let's a, hope you get some needs of that. A
0: Chris, he needs a Christmas miracle.
2: Ah, uh, he needs a miracle. You know what? I don't know how many, how much coal he's got in his stocking, but it must. be, God, the guy, who, just if this doesn't tell you, I mean, they remove him. Beleski struggling, Nash struggling. They take him off the third line. They they they're flourishing now. This is just amazing. And um, they had Jimmy Hayes on the power play the other night. What are we oh, doing? I would've,
0: I, I would have fell off my I would have fell I would have fell over if I noticed it. No, I I, no, I believe
2: you. I, I just didn't notice it. Oh well, no one knows, No one really notices him on the ice anyway. Until he, and then it, oh, do you forget? <laughs> Sorry, I have to laugh. I can't stand this guy. Did you see the pass Moshank gave to him to set him up? And he couldn't. He couldn't do anything with that either. He just all he has like you know oven mitts on like constantly, and then he's shooting with like a uh, you know a snow shovel. He is so terrible. I, I can't even. I can't. I got no words.
0: Well, there's there's Joe's uh, rant on Jimmy Hayes this week. Brought to, yeah. you, by, brought to you by Blue Apron. I think this I think this will be a, a weekly weekly occurrence. But anyway, speaking of Marshan, it was good to see him finally break out, and that was a beautiful goal he had. with a great pass from Chara, and I mean, you can't Marshan. Obviously, went obviously <coughs> a little bit of a time without scoring goals, so it was good to see that him get off the snide and get on the scoreboard again. We need Marshan obviously in Bergen. We talked about it earlier. I think it's only a matter of time before those two heat up together. Oh, definitely. Only a matter of time. They're too good I'm of not, players. Yeah, I'm they're not too good players. I'm not worried about them. Oh no, it's nothing to be worried about. I'm just, i it's just I, Like you said, it's just crazy that they're winning without them. They're winning right.
2: without them because yeah, they're getting help and
1: play from the other the other lines, which is what the Bruins need.
2: Oh, exactly. I mean, they were carrying the before Burge came back. It was what Bacchus. It was Bacchus and Marshawn and Pasta. Pasta gets hurt now. These guys got to step it up. So it's just, uh, it's probably you know, injuries never a good thing, or you know, guys going to slumps never a good thing. But the other guys are picking it up, which is great. The one guy that we have to really give <laughs> you know, kudos to, and over Dominic Moore, what a pickup he has been. Even Schaller, Jesus. I think him and Schaller together have been a great fourth line tandem. Yeah, just gritty, you know, just the gritty guys. They need in that fourth line. Reminds me, of, you know, kind of the Campbells we had, and the Bayes, and the Thorntons to a degree. The guy's just in there. He, he mucks it up. He, you know, Jimmy Hayes could look at this guy's, uh, you know, look look at this guy's video and maybe learn a few million things. But the guy, he just he's hard nosed. He, you know, it's great. everybody's like when they signed him, a lot of people when they signed him like, oh, who's this guy? And I kind of, you know, if you heard the story about his wife passing away and I saw that story, I think it was, uh, you know, they did a story in TSN about him. That, you know, that just builds a lot of character going through, you know, that horrible time. So. Yeah, a lot of respect for him now is rooting for him with the Rangers, so I, I love when they signed him. He's brought that awesome, you know, just that awesome attitude. He's probably one of those leaders in the, in the locker room.
0: He's definitely probably one of those leaders in the locker room. Vocal leaders, definitely. But I think, And I think the one guy that you have to look at and say not so good is, again, Ryan
2: Spooner. Oh, God, get him out of here, please.
0: I, he, this guy is just he, – like, he, that's the Winnipeg, view you know, one I'm reading from Joe Haggerty right now, and he's like, the last game versus Winnipeg wasn't my best game, but the five or six before that I felt like were pretty good games, and the really? team's been winning. That's the most important thing. We're on a roll here. Yeah, Ryan, they're on a roll here without you. Without you. Without you. <laughs> he's not Jimmy Hayes, but he's not playing well. No, he's not playing well at all. I don't know what's going on with him. And I was looking for him and Paschnick to have breakout years together, and obviously you see Paschnick playing well, but not, not Spooner. And I, I think it's up. I think his time's
2: up now. I mean, well, I, don't, I, I don't see him resigning in Boston after the season. I think it's what Jason, what you've said before. When I mentioned, you know, him and with Lucic and all that, he's playing center. He needs to play center. He cannot play wing. Period. Well, yeah, that's why I think they should move Bulesek up. Move
0: Bulesek up with, with Krejci and Backes, and just put Spooner on the third line center and see how Bergeron can do that. I mean, not Bergeron. Spooner. Excuse me. I agree.
2: Spooner. That should. I think that that's a good idea.
0: Because, I mean, Bleski's found his mojo. I think Blusky and Backus will be will do all the dirty work for Krejci. And yep. there you go. I agree. That's what I would do personally. But, I mean, Ryan Spooner, what what is wrong with him? I don't understand. And it seems like if they don't score in the power play and their power play doesn't do well, it's because Ryan, Spoon- it's because
2: Ryan Spooner. You know what's scary? This is another guy that they didn't want to trade. <laughs> it is another guy that didn't want to trade, actually. Uh... Oh God, Subban and him. If we train him when we should have, then who knows? Yeah, you know the problem. Just...
1: The problem with moving a uh, Spooner to center or trying to do this, then you can kind of say to yourself, Were you throwing Riley Nash where are you throwing Dominic Moore? Where both are Riley Nash and well. wing.
0: Riley Nash can play both. He played the wing the other day when Pasternak's been out. He's been playing yeah, I mean, that's good. Up.
1: Good, good answer. I mean, I mean I,
0: just I, move, I... move Riley Nash to the to the wing, and then obviously if you need to take an important face off with with him on the ice, you just have Nash take the draw and Spooner just play the wing for a minute and then move back to the natural center position. Well, I mean, I, I think Spooner has more,
2: well, hopefully he still has a little bit more upside than Riley Nash. I'd sacrifice Nash a little bit to get, see what, you know, what's, if Spooner could do anything. Because if he can't do anything, then we know what we got. I mean, he
0: has seven points in 18 games. You wouldn't say that's terrible, but, I mean, those seven points, that you, I mean, he's minus two. So, I mean, he has seven points, but he's being out there when the other teams scoring. So clearly he's not doing he's not doing anything right. And sometimes you'll look at it and you'll be like, Where's Spooner this game? And you'll see him have like one flash of skating the puck off the ice and then you won't see him from then you won't see or hear from him again. It's I was just hoping for more from Spooner. And like you said, they could have they could have traded him, they wanted to keep him, and since they kept him, now he's not producing and now it looks like you're not gonna be able to get anything for him.
2: I know. It, 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 well, yet again, we just hoped that something was going to happen. Um, you know, that he's going to kind of turn around. He's not. So, I mean, we got a couple of holes in the lineup, which isn't bad considering. We have the Jimmy Hayes hole. and the. Well, Lions I think the Jimmy
0: hole. Hayes hole will be filled when Vetrano and Chari get back. I think he has
2: Yeah, I mean, now, I don't know what his contract is. I know you guys are a little more uh, in tune with this. Can they just cut him without any? No, if they send him down, he has to clear through waivers. No one's going to claim it.
0: <laughs> they, they you'd be surprised them. you might be Think surprised so?
2: but if, if they do claim him who cares oh god it's a gift it's a yeah. gift it's like Christmas coming early you go down and you open that one gift on Christmas Eve and Jimmy Hayes is gone they got to find out yeah they're going to find something to do but. and it's yeah, another but player the picks. Bruins have
1: brought up in the last two weeks who so I thought has been has looked relatively good for a young player and that's Sean Correlli Yeah.
0: yeah
2: yes good
0: too yeah Correlli the young players have been playing pretty pretty decently well and, and uh, for those of you that don't remember, uh, Corrali was actually a player they got in the Martin Jones deal. Oh, really? Yes, they traded, obviously, Lucci for Martin Jones and Colin Miller, and then they, you know, traded Martin Jones for St. Jose's first-round pick and Sean Corrali. So, Joe, I'm not saying it's a win, but, I mean, it help, makes it a little bit better that they actually got a player that can somewhat play.
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I just uh... – you guys, keep, I just want to look at Martin Jones' stats because I just want to see how he compares to Tuka Because you know, everybody's been mentioning him before, so. Oh yeah, like Mart, like like last year when they Oh, you know, we should have kept him. We should have this, that, and the other thing. You know, he would have been the, a
1: good backup for the Bruins.
0: I mean, no, there's no way he would have been a backup. God, he wanted to start. Here. That's why. That's why he wanted out of Los Angeles because Quick was there and he wasn't going to be able to get the starting job. No.
2: But Martin Jones is not. Uh, he's what, three, three and one. So not lighting up the world. No, nope, he's not lighting up oh, the world. No, I take that back. Wait a minute, he's three and one and one.
0: Three one and one? He's only played five games.
2: Games played, games played. Yeah. Oh no, this is definitely screwed up. Hold on, all the bad fun. You know, me me and technology doesn't always mix, guys.
0: <laughs> I'm looking it up. That's all right. He's I actually have it right here. He's played 16 games. He's eight seven and one. With a 2.31 goals against average and a 909 save percentage, Explained. so he's playing okay. He's playing like right around 500. I mean, he's not. I mean, he's not doing carry Price numbers. He's not doing
2: I should Tuukka numbers. I should say. Oh well, I'm sorry, Tuukka well As you said that, Mike, I think it's time for me just to read up Tuukka Uh You know, let's talk about his uh, his uh, stats. Okay. Rub it in because he's terrible. Let me, let me tell you how terrible this is. Let's see, he's 11 and two. He is a 1.46. Last time I checked, if you're under like one and a half, you're pretty good. And his uh, save percentage is .946, and arguably he could have had two more shutouts to, yep. to to get you know he has three right now. So um, I have to admit though the Tuukka haters, there's only been a few stragglers out there because that, you know that that's their like you know that's their spinach. That's their you know they they're uh, get some going every morning. You know given give him crap to Tuca, so they have to sprout, you know, spew their garbage. But beyond that, I haven't really heard much anymore. It's funny. It's funny what happens when you know he, he shows that he's really good, and if he has a team that can play half-decent in front of him, he's going to be good. Last two years, they didn't play well in front of him, and I think he buys into the negativity, which isn't good. Don't get me wrong, but I think he gets brought down with the ship for sure. Anyone else?
1: Oh, I'm still here, Joe. Sorry, I guess it looks like looks like Mike um,
2: losing steam here.
1: Yeah, Mike, Mike's computer gave way, so we're gonna finish <laughs> oh. the show here. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, uh, well, yeah, he just yeah. Yeah. Um. So, sorry, Jason.
1: So while we're finishing the show, why not just give our predictions, Joe, for next week?
2: Yeah, let's do that. And I think I, uh, I think you're right. I, I didn't do as well uh, as you guys did. But they so this week they got uh, so before we uh, do our next show, which will probably be uh, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving uh, against Philly, they have St. Louis, Ottawa, Calgary, and Tampa. Three of those four games at home. Um, the way they're playing at home has been very um, encouraging as of late. Um, I think they're going to go uh, three and one, and uh, they're probably going to lose to Tampa. I would say on the Sunday.
1: Ooh, I like I like the way you're going with that because if I were to peg two losses it would be St. Louis and uh, Tampa. But I'm gonna agree with you and say they're gonna go three and one and lose to St. Louis.
2: But you know, we are all gonna have the great homecoming of Dougie Hamilton on the twenty fifth, which is lovely. What a Yeah, loss that, he's... that won't be that big of a deal. Chances are they'll probably scratch him. No, definitely not. But um what's your prediction for the last uh, for those four? Uh the the only loss will be against Saint Louis actually we should give the philly too because we'll come in after the philly game so i think they beat philly as well i think four and one
1: okay i'm gonna go for i'm gonna go with you on that one four and one i like that just my last loss, my last loss st
2: louis years is tampa all right sweet so you want me to do the outro i'll do the outro for one have that joe all right let's do this well first of all i want to thank our sp- uh, sponsor blue apron yet again uh, magnificent food for a great cost you can check it out at uh now, blueaproncom Beat for some free food, which is fantastic. We all ate it, so we're not just saying this because we had it. It's really good. I have um, pictures for proof if people want to look me up. Yeah, he, Jason, major food, major foodie over here, foodie in the making, um, and also uh, we want you know to thank Mike, who is now in the abyss of the internet world because we can't find him, and then uh, Jason, my my co-host. Uh, you can find me on Big Bad Bruins eighty eight, and Jason, where can we find you?
1: Jason Buckley, 91, and Mike's is Mike
2: Santa All right, so uh, we want to thank you all for tuning in. It's a great time, as always. We're going to be on after the Philadelphia game on the 29th. We want you all to have a great turkey day, get fat and happy, and we'll see you uh, next Tuesday.
1: And if you want to look us up, you can find us on iTunes at Boston Bruins Beat Podcast. You can find us on our CLNS Radio app or Stitcher. And keep in mind, Blue Aprons are sponsor. Definitely go give them a look and give us a rate and subscribe on iTunes. And have a happy Thanksgiving to
0: everybody. Alright. Take care. Take care. I'll go
1: Bruins.